Welcome to Avatar with Academics. I'm Sam Mulberry, and I have never watched Avatar The Last Airbender. And I'm Annie Berglund, and I have watched it before. Annie, we have made it to episode 16. We are really close to the end of this season. Yep. Uh, Book one, Water, chapter 16, The Deserter. I'm so excited. There's a ton in this episode, just like the last one, so should we just get started? Let's get jump right in. Okay, so we open with this beautiful forest scene, and we see Momo flying through the forest, flying solo by himself. And it's like dreamy, warm lighting, so much so that I thought it was maybe a dream sequence, mm-hmm. but it's not, it was just a really beautiful, warm colored scene. Yeah, I mean, I think it's sort of at the magic hour. Like it's 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 like yeah. the sun is setting. So yeah, we get this really warm color. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he's flying through and uh, it's a quick scene, but we end on that scene with a shadowy figure kind of emerging from a tree in the background clearly seems to be tracking Momo. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Aang gang is traveling on foot again. We start with another episode where they're not flying. And um, they come across a map, a notice board. I didn't really know yeah. what it was. Yeah. It, it felt like it was just in the middle of the woods, but it's near a town. Right, right. Um, Maybe it's like a, a Fire Nation like state park. Yeah, they're like a hiking map. Yeah. 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 And um, they're looking for food, as always, trying to find the next meal. And on this notice board is uh, information about a Fire Days festival. And Aang is really excited about it. Um, And he reads that there's Fire Nation cultural exhibits, jugglers, benders, magicians. So he wants to go to this Fire Day festival. Would you want to attend this? It sounds cool. But I wouldn't want to go as those three. No, no. uh, And they seem like they should be in a hurry. But they are. I I like the fact that they establish food as a reason. It's like, well, we actually like we need to eat. Um, I also, and this is going to be one of the things we'll see in this episode, is like we get to see the Fire Nation not as soldiers. Just like, as people. This is just people, right? And, yeah. And what I, the big thing that hit me was that as evil as the Fire Navy is built up to be, mm-hmm. like Fire Nation's maybe not as evil. <laughs> right. And there's not even really much of a guard or soldier presence right. until later anyway. It's right. just average folks yep. eating good food. Hanging out outside. It makes me wonder, though, we're still in the Earth Kingdom. Yeah. How long have they been occupying this area that they now have towns built up with town festivals? and? Or is that, I mean, is it is it a taken over Earth Kingdom city or is it just, has it always been belong to the Fire Nation. Did you get a sense Within of that? Within the Earth Kingdom? That seems strange, though. I don't know. I I guess I, I don't know the politics of this. Like, right. It could be that they are occupying it and this is a way to... This could be cultural propaganda, too. You know, right. to be like, we are going to push our culture upon, wow, now this just got darker. Yeah, think now about I'm like, oh, way. I don't want to go to this festival. Yeah, yeah, interesting. <laughs> and we'll see that there is some propaganda while we get there. Yes, for the kids. Um, so, But Aang really wants to go because he's like, this might be the only time that I have to see a firebender, a master, up close mm-hmm. at one of these big events, like cultural exhibits like this. But um, they walk past and they look on the other side of this notice board and they see a wanted poster for Aang. And Aang's kind of like, oh, it's me. (laughs) But Sokka's like, we cannot go into Fire Nation territory when they are looking for you, when Mm -hmm. your face is on everything. And it's a pretty good likeness of him. Yeah. They got the arrow this time. It's not just a bald monk. And so Sokka worries that they're going to get caught. But Katara's on board with Aang and she's like, you know what? This might be the only time. We could do it. We just got to be safe, right? Mm-hmm. So they decide that they'll mask up and they'll secretly attend this festival. Um, so as they're walking away towards the city, we get a zoom up of the board as they're walking. 
And there are a couple things on this notice board that I, I like paused and rewound on. So the first thing is much more obvious and that it zooms up on a wanted poster of a man who has a double scar over his eye. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an older man. We don't know any context for it. The language isn't in English, so we can't read it. Um, but also below it is a wanted poster of the Blue Spirit. I saw that. Which is great. So I guess blue spirit is known maybe he's i mean we asked we asked ourselves like is the blue spirit something that's been around well we knew that the we we knew that the wanted posters came from zhao sure so zhao would know the blue spirit as well so i mean these might be pretty recent in terms of you know who they're posting and zhao kind of seems to be the one in charge of propaganda anyway like we see him talking to his people about exactly. get this message out so exactly yeah um so anyway the ang gang walks up to the village they're kind of in a bluff overlooking it and ang tells momo and appa to stay and wait like just the three of us are going to go in you know we'll call you if we need you um and so appa tries to hide behind a bush that's much too small well it's what's what's really funny is momo jumps into the bush because he can clearly hide there and then appa just like <laughs> follows him yeah yeah and it's and I have not thought about Appa and Momo as like a comedy duo, <laughs> but this is actually a fantastic like piece of physical comedy. Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, I was going to say Laurel and Hardy, but yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> like like, but it is that. It is sort of like the you know, you got yeah, you got the little guy and the big guy. I mean, it is kind of Laurel and Hardy like in that yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, it's so cute. Um, so the as the animals are hiding, the Aang gang readies their disguises. And so Sokka and Katara, there's this like dramatic, almost slow-mo scene of them like throwing a hood over their eyes, getting ready to go. And then Aang you, cuts to him and he's like awkwardly trying to fit his, his own clothes like up over his head. And it looks really uncomfortable. And they're all like, well, <laughs> we'll give it a shot, right? right? Like this might not actually work. It reminds me of like when really little kids like are play acting and they have in their head that they've put on a costume and it's just they, you know, they there's certain little, there's certain little details that they've picked <laughs> out and be like, look, I'm a astronaut. And you're like, you have a box on your head. Yeah. I guess you're an astronaut. Like, that's kind of what it reminded me of. <laughs> yes, totally. So um, as they're walking away in their costume, or their, yeah, I guess costumes, um, uh, the masked man we saw earlier is now closer, and he emerges from a tree, and we get a little glimpse of what he looks like. So he's wearing this an- a hood like they are, um, and he has a mask around his mouth. Right. Yeah, I, it's I like couldn't... you can only see his eyes. Yeah. Um. So there's not really much telling of where he might be from, as far as like earth, fire, water. Um. So they go into the Fire Nation city, and it's beautiful. Um. Like there's these ornate temples. The streets are busy. Like clearly, it's a time of celebration. There's red string lights everywhere. It actually looks like a fun time. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it... regardless of what we just said about forcing <laughs> culture on the Earth Kingdom, like it does seem pretty cool. Yeah. Like there's people parading around in in like a dragon costume. It just and the music is upbeat. Um, and and he, they're just regular people. Like yeah. you said, it's, this isn't like a military operation. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And um, and all of the Fire Nation festival attendees are wearing these ornate like party masks, basically. And the crew then realizes like, oh, our masks aren't <laughs> on par with this. So they have to go find some of their own. And even they seem pretty excited about the fire Festival. Mm-hmm. Like it seems fun. And they're always looking for fun. So I think we also need to acknowledge that that even within the episode, they call this the fire Festival, which it, now yes. has different meaning. <laughs> it's very true. I know I kept thinking about that, but <laughs> not that fire Festival. Got it. This fire Festival. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, 
um, they're like, well, where do we get these masks? And then behind them, there's this kiosk of masks and a guy literally yells out, get your masks here. And they're like, wow, that was much easier than it normally is. The one question I have, though, and we don't need to dwell on this because we should probably just let it go, is like, where did the, does the money come from? Sokka's fishing trip? Oh, no, he didn't get money from it. Yeah. It, I mean, it, like, I do, I do, I don't understand how currency works in this world because, like, are they in the Fire Nation? Do they need Fire Nation currency? Ah, yeah. Are they in the Earth Kingdom? Do they need Earth Kingdom currency? Do they have any? Again, they, they make two purchases. Right. And we'll just let it go. But but it isn't like it it interested me because I do sort of, you know, at certain times that having money mattered and now they just sort of get masks. They just sort of get food. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see them exchange. I didn't notice them exchanging any they money. Don't. So maybe it's just like, oh, it's a festival. Like you're telling me this festival's that cool where it's like, hey, you want a mask? Sure. You want food? Sure. Yeah. And then we're going Ugh. to throw propaganda at you. Dude, I am pro Fire Nation. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am. <laughs> it's worth it for the uh, puppet show that you'll see Dude, later. If there's ever catering, I'm 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 in. That's and the masks were pretty cool, actually. They were, yeah. Um, so the crew buys or obtains three masks and um, they start out putting them on just kind of whatever one they're handed and then they swap them and the swap makes perfect sense because Sokka gets a mask of like a crying face because um, he's always sulking. Katara has like, I guess I just described it as the feminine looking mask. Like mm-hmm. there's this um, bright makeup on mm-hmm. it. And then Aang gets this bright blue mask that definitely stands out, um, but it's of this huge cheesy smile. Mm-hmm. So it like matches them pretty well. And we see Sokka then go up to make his potential second purchase, and he buys flaming fire flakes. Which is the flaming hot Cheetos of the Avatar world. I I think think. it must be. And uh, he eats them and immediately regrets it. They are far too hot. Uh, but uh, they so they're just like enjoying their time. They're just mm-hmm. kind of looking around. Um, and it's just like the first time they've been in a normal Fire Nation right. experience anyway. And there doesn't seem to be imminent danger. Right. You can't see guards or anything. And they stop by this puppet show for the Fire Nation kids that all the little kids are sitting on the ground watching it. And it's uh, so there's the Fire Lord puppet. It looks like mm-hmm. Fire Lord Ozai. And he says, don't worry, loyal citizens, no one can surprise the Fire Lord. And behind this puppet comes an Earth Kingdom puppet, and it has, like, this boulder that it's holding in its hands, clearly trying to kill the Fire Lord. And the Fire Lord turns around and, like, incinerates this other puppet to much cheering from the crowd, from the children. I love this scene. Because it's... because it really is, like, like we've heard the phrase Fire Lord propaganda um, back in the Blue Spirit. But now we're actually seeing like, oh yeah, this is this is how they're trying to win hearts and minds. Yep. Um, and it's yeah, I just find it really interesting. Yeah. Yes. It reminded me of um, they have like a propaganda puppet show like that in Shrek. Reminded me of that. Anyway, um, so it was like, pretty disturbing. Uh, but Aang then heads towards this other huge crowd he hears this time of adults, and um, and he's going there just because it's a big crowd. Yeah. He's like, ooh, something's happening, right? And maybe thinking there might be a firebender in there. And um, Sokka makes a joke. He's like, oh, there's a huge crowd. Must be an execution. Again, very dark. And the man on the stage turns out to be like a, it's like almost like a circus performer, mm-hmm. right? Um, but he's really talented at firebending. And he asks for a uh, volunteer from the audience. And by the time that he asks this, Aang is already at the front of the crowd, like waited his way through. And he's jumping up and down the only hand in the audience that wants to be chosen. Like he wants to have proximity to a firebender because he's never seen it before. And um, 
Katara and Sokka see like this is a bad idea, and they try to why, hush yeah, him. Why draw attention to yourself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They try to um, be like, we need to avoid attention. Uh, but the performer doesn't choose Aang. He chooses Katara next to him, next to him, to join him on the stage. And um, as she gets pulled up onto the stage, we see in the crowd a couple people back is the mysterious hooded man mm-hmm. from earlier. So he is definitely trailing them. And uh, the performer announces his next trick called Taming the Dragon. And um, Katara, he describes as a captured princess, which I'm sure she loves, right? <laughs> like, it's great. And um, she's like tied up to a chair in the middle of the stage. And the performer bends this fiery dragon and like has it swooping around in circles above did, them. Did this make you think of anything? No. This uh, in in uh, Fellowship of the Ring, Gandalf has the the, oh, the big yeah. fire firework dragon, and it's just like, oh, it's exactly that. Yeah, and that explodes, and you know, eventually explodes in this big, um, big fireworks display that fills the whole sky. And that's at Bilbo's birthday, right? Yeah. Like a celebration. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that I did not think of that. Yeah. So it's it looks exactly like that. It does. Um, flying up around them, but then he's. He's acting, right? And he's like, oh, no, I can't control it. It's heading straight for her. And uh, as it's about to get there, um, Aang is convinced. He's scared for his friend. So he jumps on stage and he airbends like a funnel at the dragon, causing confetti to come out. I don't know. Because my guess is sort of like Gandalf's thing that blows up into this huge fireworks that fill the sky, like... This is part of the the finale is this there's this big explosion of confetti and Aang just sort of co-ops it. Right, right. I love that Aang is sucked into the theater of the moment, though. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> and he gets so so um, the dragon explodes, but the crowd doesn't do anything. They don't respond. Um, although the performer's like, you trying to upstage me? And um, the crowd actually begins to boo. And so Aang is standing on stage with Katara as Sokka's like frantically trying to get her out of her bond, uh, of her um, binding, and and Aang like does this little dance to try yeah. to distract them. <laughs> uh, it like deserved a cough, but yes. they didn't put one in there. They had like a mouth harp instead playing <laughs> as he does this dumb little jig. It was really funny actually. Yeah. Um, so he tries to distract them, but the booing continues, and you see guards then emerging out of the crowd. So they had been there. They were just a little bit more um, obscured. And a random uh, – yeah, because a random voice in the crowd is like, that's the Avatar. And so the mysterious hooded figure now is in the alley behind them. He must have seen that things were going to go go bad. Um, and he whispers for them to follow him down this, like, dark hallway um, or dark alleyway. And the gang, I feel like, gets into situations like this a lot where they're, like, surrounded and then they have to trust some random. And they're like, well, I guess we should. We don't know. Maybe he's a friend. Um, So then we start this chase scene through the Fire Nation village. And it's just a bunch of back streets that are, um, like, maze-like. And Aang whips out his uh, bison whistle and tries to frantically call on Appa. And you know what I loved about that mm. is it it reminds me of uh, a video game like The Legend of Zelda, where you collect a bunch of items that you oh, yeah. use, and because it's just like like we're seeing him use an item that we saw him collect in a different episode, and we now know what it does. So it's like, oh, we could probably employ this here. I loved that. Little oh yeah, touch. yeah. Like you collect it, and like you don't know what it's for right in the moment, but. You're going to know later. Right. Yeah. So, like, my guess is that's not the last time we'll see that used. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so, as they're running through the maze, they're probably waiting for Appa to hopefully come. Um, groups of fire guards turn a corner and approach, and they kind of have them up against um, a wall. 
And um, so they're trapped down this alley. It's actually not a wall, right? It's like that massive cart of fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's blocking the road. And as they're like up against this cart, uh, Millennium Oppa flies in. So he makes <laughs> it. He appears and he scares off the guard because he does that cool tail whip trick again where he like fake airbends um, and, and shoots them all across the street. And so as the gang flies off, they now have the mysterious man on Oppa too. And um, he throws this fire bomb, smoke mm-hmm. bomb, something yeah. um, into the cart and lets off all the fireworks. And there's this huge light show and the people are cheering and um, it's like kind of the cherry on top of their little escape. And uh, so the cr- the crew is flying off on Oppa and they congratulate the man on his explosives knowledge. I guess they're like, wow, you, that was really impressive. Um, you must know what you're doing. And he's like, oh, yeah, I dabble. And he takes off his hood. And like somehow they knew just by him taking off his hood that he was Fire Nation soldier. Which was interesting because I had the same question. And I wonder, like, are there like racial ethnic differences that like they can recognize between the different because these are like different people groups in this whole world so like and maybe like we can't recognize them but maybe they can see a person and be like oh that's a total earth nation sure true 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 um so Sokka is like you are a fire nation soldier and Che said I was one right and so he introduces himself as Che which Um, is interesting do you think when you think of the name Che what comes to mind what I think it's like Che Guevara, right? Oh yeah, and like he's this this person who is. I mean, we're going to learn about about who Che is, right? And you know, and um, uh, he's going to be a rebel against the mm. maybe the imperialistic Fire Nation, even though he is Fire Nation. Like mm. I don't know, like it was just like oh, and like uh, that seems like an intentional choice for a name. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I didn't think of that. Um, so we then see the crew. They land and they're in the forest again, and they're sitting at like a fire pit. Uh, with each other and chase starts telling them a story and he seems like a little off his rocker do you think so oh yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> th- th- this is this is a, a movie reference so i'm gonna let you go and then i'll tell you the movie oh, reference okay i, I mean it, yeah okay so um he he's telling them who he is and he says i serve a man he's a myth but he's real um he, a living legend jong jong's a deserter he was a fire nation general or wait was he an admiral? And Sokka's like, we get it. He was highly ranked. Like, please continue. Uh, and Which is funny because you and I are always trying to figure out what people's ranks right. are. So I was like, I appreciate this. Thank you. Uh, but then Che continues and he says, he couldn't take the madness anymore. He's the first person ever to leave the army and live. I'm the second, but you don't really get to be a legend for being the second one. And he says that Zhang Zhang is a firebending genius. Some say that he's mad, but he's not. He's enlightened. And I thought immediately of Boomy, a mad genius, mm-hmm. right? They use that exact same name so, for him. So uh, this episode, I told you before we recorded this, that this episode picks up themes from a couple different movies yeah. pretty strongly. Um, and, and one of these is a movie I've already talked about, which is Apocalypse Now. Okay. The Dennis Hopper character in Apocalypse Now, it's almost like he's the like hype man for Colonel Kurtz. <laughs> like he's like like talking him up and he's like frantic and frenetic and like like his his he's like he's it's just his personality's kind of hyped up and like he's 
maybe high on something a little bit, like sure. on, on uppers a little bit. Like yeah. that's what this guy is. So, oh. and there's going to be some other scenes and themes in this episode that are going to go back to Apocalypse Now. I am certain <laughs> that the people making this are like, oh yeah, this is, this is, there's a little bit of Apocalypse Now in this. Man. Um, be- because another thing that we'll see is we're going to see that, that Shay is kind of, as much as he celebrates Zhang Zhang, he's also kind of on the outside of his circle. Kind of scared a little bit of him too. Yeah, that's what Dennis Hopper is like in that movie oh. as well. At some point we should watch Apocalypse Now because yes. like, I think you'll see stuff. It's like, oh yeah, there's a little bit of that here. And this time I'll just be like, oh, they got that exactly from Avatar. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I have not seen that yet. But now I feel like I, I know parts. That's right. Um. So uh, yeah, and interesting too because... Zhang Zhang is, or, or sorry, Che is very much a hype man, and it's helpful and it's needed because when you meet Zhang Zhang, you know he's not going to start telling you this stuff about himself. Right, right. Like he's absolutely. very, the things he says are like Iroisms. Like, yes. <laughs> um, so anyway, we'll get to him later though. Uh, so so Che says like, oh, he's he's not mad, he's enlightened. And Aang wants to learn from him. He's like, I'm the avatar. I want to learn from this deserter, uh, this deserter of the Fire Nation. Uh, But Sokka looks really suspicious. He's not on board with going into and meeting more Fire Nation folks. And so so, um, Che said that uh, he followed the crew because he had hoped that Aang would want that. He had hoped that Aang would want to learn from Zhang Zhang. And so, again, Katara and Aang decide, like, this is what we're going to do. And Sokka just goes along with it. They're going to meet Zhang Zhang, going to try to learn a little bit from him because it's one of the rare Fire Nation people they've met who is not fiercely loyal to the Fire Lord. Mm-hmm. And just as they decide to do that, there's this group of, I didn't like Earth Kingdom soldiers. I don't know that we're ever told yeah, what their background wa- is. So to keep my Apocalypse Now analogy going, okay. I want to believe that this is Earth Kingdom territory that they have conquered in the war. Okay. Because... For this, for the apocalypse now analogy to work, which it does throughout this, it would mean that the Fire Nation is basically like the U.S. Army mm. and the the um, the Earth Kingdom people are like the people of Vietnam, okay, or or Laos or Cambodia, like like it's because there's some complexities in the movie in terms of that, but but it's like these are the for lack of a better, these are the people native to this land mm. who are being occupied by the Fire Nation, but they are upholding Zhang Zhang, even though he's Fire Nation, as this almost godlike figure sure. because he is of them but is rebelling against them, which is exactly what Colonel Kurtz is doing in Apocalypse Now. Ah. So, you know, and, and, and Apocalypse Now is just a retelling of Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness, which is about um, Ivory, or yeah, it's just about. Ivory traders, ivory traders in the in the heart of uh, interior Africa. Mm. Um, so like, and there's also a river motif there, and we're going to be on river boats here. So like, again, <laughs> this has got to be real, <laughs> man. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, and they even look like kind of like Earth Kingdom soldiers too. So I yes. feel like you're you're right in that. Um, and they so they jump off, they like descend from the trees, and they're holding spears, and they surround the crew, and then we cut to a scene where. These armed men are leading them through the forest. And they are not super friendly with Che. Like you were saying, Che feels like he's on the outside. Mm-hmm. Like he he values and like worships uh, Zhang Zhang, but is not accepted perhaps mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. some reason. 
And um, so Che's like, it's okay. I know who these guys are. And they are not friendly back, but they appear to have some kind of relationship with them. So we're like, not sure if it's a bad thing that they're being taken to. Right. Um, And they come to a small hut that's along this big, wide river in the forest. It's very picturesque. And the lead guard, I guess, uh, his name is Lin Ye, right? Mm -hmm. Lin Ye. And he forces Che to meet with Zhang Zhang inside. Like, and I say force because even though Che loves Zhang Zhang, he's again unsure of if he right. wants to go in. Right. And, and there is this sort of this sense that there is some sort of broken relationship here. Right. That right. he may love Zhang Zhang, but that doesn't mean Zhang Zhang loves him. Right. Exactly. Um, and so, and we learn too from Lin Ye and the crew that that. They didn't want Aang to meet. Like, Aang isn't ready to meet Zhang Zhang. So, apparently, Che went around that and decided to do it anyway. Right, right. Um, So, uh, Che's pretty nervous. um, And he kind of is talking to himself as he's walking down to the hut where he's going to have to (laughs) hear from Zhang Zhang. Um, And then we cut back to the city where they had just been. And um, it's right after the fire festival. And we see Admiral Zhao... um, in the city and he's interrogating the fire nation soldiers there and he's like the avatar was here and you let him slip away which i want to point out zhao has done twice himself yeah like <laughs> come on zhao come on um and the soldier's like yes but um other than that the fire festival went without a hitch like there's no fights theft, theft was, was down. way down <laughs> And Zhao says, I don't care about your local crime rates. That was such a good joke. It was so good. Uh, and he's like, which way do we go? Um, so they think that perhaps they're along the river in the forest. And so Zhao says, uh, sends out the river boats to catch the avatar inside the forest. Um, so then we go back to Zhang Zhang's hut and Che comes out of it very dejected, um, kind of head down. And he approaches Aang waiting outside and he says, Zhang Zhang is angry and isn't going to meet with him. He says, you're not ready, says you haven't mastered waterbending and earthbending yet, which we seem to know is like the path he has Mm -hmm. to go, right? And Aang says, like, how does he even know that? We've never met. Like, how could he possibly know that? And Che said, he saw the way you walked into camp. He can just tell. So this speaks to, again, wisdom of age people people who who are old who are masters they have this kind of wisdom which actually also makes me wonder because i i buy that a hundred percent but it makes me wonder are we gonna see a visual change in ang as we get into season two and three as Mm. he starts to master these things will he carry himself in a different way yeah it makes me curious because like i would love that i would love if like you could look at you know, even just a, a three-second clip of Aang and be like, oh, I can tell by the way he moves that this must be from... Season three. From this point in his arc. Yeah, right. that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so Aang, though, ignores this, which will be a theme in this episode of uh, being impatient. And um, he seems actually pretty angry. Like, Aang is really sure of himself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel to a fault. And uh, so he gets a little bit cocky and he doesn't like that. He's like, I'm the avatar. I need to learn this. Zhang Zhang's just going to have to teach me. So he goes to the hut and before he enters, he takes this deep breath and steps inside. And Zhang Zhang is in this small hut and it's dark except for like a string of candles that are in a circle, like a half circle around Zhang Zhang. And Zhang Zhang's facing the wall, sitting cross-legged, maybe like meditating of some kind. And... um, 
we see Aang's feet and he hesitates to take a step, but then he does eventually walk towards him and he says, Master, I need to learn firebending. Again, like Aang is really smooth around Mm -hmm. like social hierarchies, right? Right, because he traveled the world as a kid, Mm -hmm. like in his his first version of his life. Yeah, and uh, where he grew up in the air temple is like all about what your role is. and Zhang Zhang answers and he says, only a fool or um, only a fool seeks his own destruction, uh, answering to the fact that like you are not ready to firebend. Mm-hmm. And yet here you are. Um, and Aang says, I'm the avatar. It's my destiny. And Zhang Zhang has like a lot of, again, heroism. So I might be reading a little bit Go of for this. It. This is good stuff. Um, so he says, destiny. What does a boy know of destiny? If a fish lives its whole life in this river, does he know the river's destiny? No, only that it runs on and on out of his control. He may follow where it flows, but he cannot see the end. He cannot imagine the ocean. And Aang goes, okay. (laughs) But it's the Avatar's destiny to master all the bending disciplines. And as we see Zhang Zhang talk about this, the camera pans around to um, his face that's facing the wall, and we see the double striped Mm -hmm. scar. So he's the person from the wanted poster. And Zhang Zhang says, to master the bending disciplines, you have to master discipline itself. But you have no interest in this, so I have no interest in you, which I was like, man, serving truths. And you know what I wrote next to that? What? Mission statement. (laughs) Yes, exactly. In order to master the disciplines, you must master discipline. Right. We should just write a page of like... Uh, Avatar wisdom. Yes, I mean, like, because because I do. We are really building building the mission statement for the Avatar, and that's a big thing there. Yeah, because if he's going to bring balance to these things, it is about. Um, this is somebody telling him you need to become disciplined, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a part of growing up, right? You and, know? and we see that Aang can get super far on his intuition, on his wit, and like raw talent, but it needs to be sharpened because mm-hmm. it can only go so far. Exactly. Um. So. Aang continues to insist, though, that he that he should be taught. Um, and Zhang Zhang says, like, I can't teach you. You won't even listen to me or respect me. Um, and he says, water is cool and soothing. Earth is steady and stable. But fire is alive and it breathes and it grows. Without a bender, a rock will not throw itself. But fire will spread and destroy everything in its path if one does not have the will to control it. Uh, and he says, that is its destiny. You are not ready. You are too weak. Um, and then sh- as he says that, fire shoots out from the candles into the ceiling. I loved this speech. Me too. Just because because it, like it, there's this insight about fire being a really unique element, which makes me wonder that arc of water, earth, or is it? No, it's, it's well, because he already does air, air water, water, earth, earth fire. fire. That's Aang's arc, right? But right. like Roku would have started with fire, right? right. That's really interesting to me because there is this thing. I, I'm I'm sort of moved by this idea that fire is the last thing. Mm. But I but I guess you could convince yourself that any of them is the last thing, and maybe it's a different challenge depending on which tribe the Avatar yeah. comes from. To be like the most difficult thing for you is going to be to control this destructive force if you're the. If you're yeah. from the the air kingdom. I don't know. It's really interesting. It'd be interesting to I wanna know about the previous avatars to see like how their characters are different depending on what their first yes. bending was. Yeah. Because they have to yeah, there's like different lessons that they'd have to learn. Yeah, I mean for the show builds such a big world and I just wanna know more about it. I, I know. Wanna, yeah. Um so um so Zhang Zhang is done. Like he's he's like 
you're too weak. I'm not having this. But as he says that, the room then darkens and it goes completely black and we see one candle that begins to light and glow. And then everything else around it starts to glow, but it's all in this like sapia tone, like this brown tones. And uh, we see cross-legged Zhang Zhang again, sitting down by this candle and this like lone tree beside him. And then we see the spirit of Roku standing where Aang was standing. And Roku says, you think I'm too weak? And he says, I have mastered the elements a thousand times in a thousand lifetimes. Now I must do it once again. You will teach the Avatar firebending, uh, which would just, I would pee my pants. It right. was terrifying. And Zhang Zhang bows his head in respect to, I, they're from, the, I mean, it's, it's the Fire Nation Avatar. Mm-hmm. So there's also that layer. And he says, yes, I'll teach you, talking to Roku. But then... Now Roku's disappeared and it's Aang there. So the vision ends. So here's what I love about this scene is that this reminds me of, um, so here's another movie reference. This reminds me of of uh, Empire Strikes Back mm. when Luke goes to Dagobah and is trying to convince Yoda to teach him, right? And and Luke, and it's, I mean, this feels like that same com- mm. conversation and Yoda's giving him all the reasons why he's not going to. And one of the things that helps convince Yoda is that Obi-Wan's force ghost comes and talks with him. Yeah. And, you know, because Yoda's like, he's too old. And he's like, well, and, 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 and the, the force ghost of, um, of Obi-Wan is there to sort of refute Oda or refute, refute Yoda. Mm-hmm. So like this reminded me of that scene, you know, but it's somewhat even more powerful, right? Oh, yeah. And then all of the kind of the training that happens out of this. It all reminded me of that. It's yeah. too. Yeah, yep. for sure. Um, so. So I guess Zhang Zhang talking to Roku kind of set agrees to then yep. train Aang. Um, and I was and I, it seemed as though Aang didn't see this. It was like a vision just for Zhang Zhang because right. Aang's like, oh, sweet. Great. You changed your mind fast. Well, right? pre- and presumably that that was Aang because Roku is Aang. Right. So, yeah. But somehow Aang wasn't a. Yeah. Maybe he has, wasn't he aware. like slips outside of him. I, I, I don't know the mechanics of it, but yeah. yes, clearly Aang did not see that. Right. Because um, Aang is just like, oh, I must have convinced him. So the next morning we see um, the gang there along the river and I think Sokka's fishing and Katara is like waterbending in the background. And uh, um, Zhang Zhang is teaching Aang to keep balance in this firebending stance. And he'll, like, keep telling him throughout the episode, go back to the stance, right? Mm-hmm. This important um, widened stance. And just assumes that it's not wide enough. Yeah. So he's always like, widen your stance. Wider. Um, and he tells him to concentrate. And Aang's just, like, standing in this, this wide kind of squat on a rock in the middle of the river. And uh, <laughs> Zhang Zhang just walks away. And Aang is upset and he's like, wait, what do I do now? And um, Zhang Zhang yells, silence, talking is not, concentrating. And then he points out Katara in the background and he says, do you see your friend? She's practicing waterbending, but she's doing it in silence and concentration. And then he even gestures to Sokka and he's like, even that oaf knows to concentrate on what he's doing, which is fishing on the rock behind them. Um, So he says, feel the heat of the sun. It's the greatest source of fire. It is in complete balance. Um, with, with nation, did I write that? Nature right? with nature, nature. Yeah. <laughs> complete balance with nature. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Um, but Aang is still really impatient, 
and uh, wants to firebend. And his friends in the background are like laughing at him. So another movie that this reminds me of that in terms of the training is mm. it, this is it's also very karate kid in the training, you know, where, mm. where there's a lot of like like Daniel's always like, when do I learn to punch? When do I learn to kick? And Miyagi's like, I mean, basically saying like concentrate yep do these things don't ask questions just do right you, there's these things you have to learn first before you can just rush into what exactly. you want to learn exactly yeah. yes um so we see another training scene and Zhang Zhang and ang are both climbing this small mountain nearby and ang isn't allowed to fly obviously like they don't have the conversation but you see him kind of trudging up the mountain behind Zhang Zhang, following the master on foot and Aang has this very much like, are we there yet type of energy and mm-hmm. is not enjoying this. Like he could just fly that in like two seconds. Um, so he's impatient and he's frustrated um, that he has to go up to the top of the mountain and then just concentrate. Like Zhang Zhang tells him to just do more fire squats mm-hmm. <laughs> on the top. Um, and he and Zhang Zhang says power from firebending comes from the breath. That's why you must practice proper breath control. And I like this episode so much because the first couple episodes, you and I were both like, how does firebending work? Mm -hmm. We don't have any sense of it. And I still feel like I don't quite understand how it's different. But we know the sun is the source and we know that it's a lot about your stance and your breath and control. Mm -hmm. Well, what's interesting, I mean, thinking about Mr. Miyagi and Karate Kid, the the breathing technique is the exact thing Miyagi says. Like oh. In through the nose, out through the yes, mouth. Like, yeah. And he's like, he, it's always remember to breathe. Always remember to breathe. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, I also thought it was interesting, too, because we see people like Zhao who, and Zuko who their firebending is kind of always out of anger mm-hmm. and rushing into things. Mm-hmm. But then the most powerful firebender we've met so far is Iroh, probably, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, is sipping tea all the time mm-hmm. and he's so low energy like he could be dead and it's it's interesting that it feels like there's two types of firebenders there's the ones that go in rage and then there's the ones that go in control and yeah, discipline yeah and like quiet um and i feel like the second one is probably probably the better one right i don't know that rage can get you much it's farther see, it's funny because we use the word master to talk about Zhao, but or but I don't know that he is really a master. Yeah. Because he has limit. And this is this episode is about that. He has limitations because he can't control himself. So he's un- undisciplined. Yeah. Yeah. When, and we're like Iroh and Zhang Zhang. I wrote in my notes like it's they're like soft people mm-hmm. too. And I think that's necessary. So it's like Zuko, I feel like he has a lot of raw talent too. But maybe he, he wouldn't. He needs to improve his softness as well. Can I read something to you? Yeah. Now, I, you you need to attest this that this is not in my notes. I'm reading this off the wall of my office. <laughs> okay. Because okay? when you talk, when when I saw in your notes, you read, wrote about soft people. Uh, it made me think of a piece of 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 wisdom um, mm. that is really important to me, uh, and it's from uh, from the Tao Te King of, of Lao Tzu. Uh, and this, what you were saying about soft made me think of this and it also makes you think about the water nation so uh this has been on my wall for years <laughs> uh, uh so this is from chapter 78 uh, of the Tao taking uh under heaven nothing is more soft and yielding than water yet for attacking the solid and strong nothing is better it has no equal the weak can overcome the strong the supple can overcome the stiff under heaven everyone knows this yet no one puts it into practice therefore the sage says he who takes upon himself the humiliation of the people is fit to rule them. 
He who takes upon himself the country's disasters deserves to be king of the universe. The truth often seems paradoxical. Huh. It's one of my favorite things to to reflect upon. And like, that's exactly what you're talking about, yeah. right? That it's like, that it's not those people who appear powerful or who are mm-hmm. wielding power, but it's those who, who are soft, to yeah. use that word. Soft yeah. and gradual. Mm-hmm. And like, they the softness allows you to either soften something else or break it down. Exactly. Hmm, I like that. Yeah, that came from your wall. Yes. So, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so... Uh, Aang then has to make a firebending stance on the top of the mountain, to which Zhang Zhang yells, wider, and isn't even looking at him, right? He's just like this kid. He's just a kid. No matter what you're doing, it's not wide enough. Right, right. Um, So Aang is frustrated but does it. And he's told to inhale through his nose and exhale through his mouth, again, controlling his breathing. Mm -hmm. And Zhang Zhang finally is like, good, good, and then descends down the mountain and leaves Aang on top to just breathe in and out. Again, this is what Miyagi does. He he gets Daniel going and then he leaves and it's like, you know what to do, now do it. Yeah, and like, you should do this until I come back and tell you to mm-hmm. stop doing it. And so then we see Zhang Zhang drinking tea like Iroh in his hut and he's surrounded by his candles and Aang walks in and Zhang Zhang's upset that he left the mountain and didn't wait until he came back to tell him to come down. And he says... Or, or Aang's like, you just told me to stay up there and like you were going to leave me to breathe for hours. And Zhang Zhang's like, you want to stop breathing? And Aang is like, I want you to stop wasting my time. So like master-student relationship is not a good one. And Zhang Zhang says, I had a pupil once who had no interest in learning discipline and he was only concerned with the power of fire, how he could use it to destroy his opponents and wipe out the obstacles in his path. But fire is a horrible burden to bear. And while he's saying this, we're cutting to Zhao on a ship in the river. And Zhang Zhang says, it's nature, the fire's nature, is to consume. And without control, it destroys everything around it. So, I mean, from this, we can assume that Zhang Zhang's student is Zhao, right? Right. And we also get an interesting discussion of, like, it's a burden for him to bear being in the Fire Nation. It's something he doesn't want to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And have we met people like that before? No. Yeah. No, this is this is this is a new this is a new thing that that that, that sort of internal struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And not to belabor these things, but you there's Empire has almost that exact speech of Yoda talking about training Vader. Mm, I mean, yes, it's, it's, true. You know, and he talks about how I had a student once. Yep, yep. And he's like how people young people are always in a hurry, always rushing, always and he's just like that's they don't want to learn discipline, they don't want to learn control. I mean it is it's it's like lifted from Empire. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we see, uh, and we still continue on this scene of Zhao on the river in his boats. Um, and Lin Yi and the guards from earlier, there's kingdom guards with spears, um, jump out and they shoot at Zhao's fleet of, of boats. But Zhao blasts columns of fire into the forest. And you see behind, like, the, the forest is in flames and it's going to spread. So that idea of, like, power and destruction this scene is lifted entirely from Apocalypse Now. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, there, there's the word where you have this, this like, military boat going up the river. I mean, instead of fire bending, it's machine guns and napalm. Yes. But you see, like, the, 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 the people are shooting arrows at them that are kind of bouncing off. And it's like, you know, so you're seeing this, like, modern and ancient kind of coming into conflict as they're going up river. Yeah. Oh. It's, again, this is, they're leaning heavily on this. <laughs> So we go back to Zhang Zhang and it's a close up of him 
pouring tea, like we had a close-up of Iroh drinking tea, the last one. And uh, Zhang Zhang says, learn restraint or risk destroying everything that you love. He says, he, he says risk destroying yourself and or everything that you love. Mission statement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, this guy's full of wisdom. And so um, Aang then just leaves without a word. And he, I think he's put in his place mm-hmm. a little bit. And he doesn't want to be like that other student. So later, I don't know if it's, it seems like the next day, mm-hmm. maybe. I think so. Zhang Zhang emerges from the hut and he finds Aang sitting cross-legged on that same stone he was um, squatting on the other day. Uh, and he's waiting for the master to appear out of the hut. And Aang apologizes essentially and says, like, I was being impatient and I promised to be patient again. And Zhang Zhang says that he can now learn. He's like, you can work with fire now. And so Aang leaps up and rejoices and, like, yells. And, and then he turns around and he, like, f- he remembers where he is and who he's in front of. And he puts his arms behind his back and kind of bows his head. And he's, like, trying to hide all the excitement. Like, he gets to use it, right? So he promises to be patient, but there's still an element of him where it's like, I'm really obsessed with working with fire. Uh, so Zhang Zhang's first lesson in firebending is he chars this leaf like in the center of the leaf and then he hands it to Aang and he says to try to keep the fire from reaching the edges of the leaf. Like basically just don't let it incinerate. Don't let it burn. And I love that he tells him that without telling him how to do it. Yeah. He's like, he just hands it to him and he's like, yeah. focus. Yeah. Right. Concentrate. I like that. And as he's doing that, one of the guards runs up and tells Zhang Zhang that there's trouble happening. And so both of them rush off and they don't tell Aang anymore. And Aang is just instructed to sit and look at the leaf and make sure the edges don't char. But Aang becomes impatient again. And he's like, I mean, he's the avatar, right? Like he should be stopping trouble from happening. And he basically says in anger to whoever is listening that Zhang Zhang is a bad teacher. Like he's the, he's not learning anything. And so Aang does squat and concentrate and focuses on the charred leaf And he focuses on it so much that he causes it to erupt into a small fireball. So Mm -hmm. he actually, like, did firebend. He made it on his own. Uh, And Katara comes up and she's like, Aang, that's really great. I'm really glad that you can firebend. But you should take this slowly, like Zhang Zhang said, um, because Aang can only contain it for so long. And so the flame kind of grows out of control. And... um, when Katara tells him to be patient, it does so even more. Like it's a response, an angry mm-hmm. response to Katara telling him to slow down. And and what we see here is the temptation of raw power. We're mm-hmm. going to hear that phrase, raw power. But like like when you realize you have the ability to do this, it's not so easy to just turn it off. Oh, yeah. And so Aang starts kind of tossing and playing with the fireball, tossing it from hand to hand and doing tricks. And like he's a natural. He has talent. Um and I wrote that it kind of reminds me of the people who are really naturally skilled at something but don't have, like, the theory behind it or mm-hmm. don't have the... Absolutely. Like, they aren't classically trained in it. Uh, so he bends the fireball into this, like, spinning circle around him, but it grows so big that it ends up, like, burning Katara. And she puts her hands out, so it burns her hands, and we hear her scream. Um, and so then Sokka runs in, hearing his sister... And, and Aang's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And Sokka throws him to the ground pretty violently and yells at Aang for messing with fire. And he's like, you did this. You burned my sister. So this is the second episode in a row where we have, like, this version of Angry Sokka where it's it's like it's, it's it gets really real really quick. Yeah. And out of protection for mm-hmm. Katara. 
And so Katara um, runs off crying in pain. And I think it was partially like it was definitely being burned. But I felt like maybe she has her two members of her family there that are fighting, too. Mm -hmm. And so um, we see Aang laying in the grass and he's horrified at what he did. And um, Sokka then points to Zhang Zhang, who's appearing out of the forest behind them. And he blames him, too. He's like, you also burned my sister. It was your fault. And Zhang Zhang tells him, like, you're right. And you should all leave. And he gives one last disappointing look to Aang. And then he turns and disappears into the forest. And then we cut to Katara at the edge of the river. And she sticks her burned hands. She's by herself, seemingly. And sticks her hands into the water to cool them down. Um, and they have, like, these red marks all over them. And her hands in the water start to glow, and we see her skin heal. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she's done that. No. Right? No, yeah. No. Like, it's a big moment. Um, and Zhang Zhang appears outside of the forest, and he says, Great benders of the water tribe sometimes have the ability to heal. So he, like, this calls so her exciting. a great bender. It's so great. Well, and, and, and so we realize that she's not just a bender, but she has extra special powers yeah that, that you know there there's a lot of we talked about early on about uh, you know katara chosen one vibes this is pretty strong because she, yeah i mean she she can do things that even other people like her can't do yeah and she has the quiet and calm and discipline to like actually foster those mm-hmm. skills more um and it's i love that jong jong saw that in her and it makes me wonder other people from other nations did they are there also these like secondary like extra powers that sometimes people have yeah like like what is the what is the air tribe or the or the water or the excuse me the earth nation like version of this or the fire nation for that matter like are there things that that the really powerful people can do and we've seen iroh redirect lightning before Mm -hmm. something like that even where it's like this part of the element that you didn't think that they could wield or right but they can right this also feels very video gamey where it's like okay well now there's another power they can use yes you know it's like it's like you've just you've just now reached the level where you now have the heal power you can use yeah like you can unlock more things Mm -hmm. now and so um jong jong even tells her basically that he's jealous of her and he says he wishes he was free from his burning curse and uh, would rather be able to water bend so that he can heal instead of destroy. And he says, water brings healing and life and fire brings only destruction and pain. It forces those of us burdened with its care to walk a razor's edge between humanity and savagery. Eventually we're torn apart. And so what was interesting about that is mm-hmm. he is very wise, very, right. very wise. But what it's clear he has lessons to learn. I don't know what the lesson is, mm. but he's talking, he's able to say why water is so great, but he's not able to see why fire is so great. He can see why it's powerful, but not why it's great. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like there's going, and maybe it will even be with Zhang Zhang in a future episode, because I have a feeling he's coming back in some way. Maybe we'll see him learn and maybe learn and be able to teach why fire is important because it's 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 it's, we see him sort of hating what he is yeah and maybe he needs to learn to embrace what he is right we don't know what that is i mean i could make guesses as to like why is destruction important right you know or maybe maybe there's something other than destruction that it can do it reminded me of harry potter with lupin the werewolf and Mm -hmm. how it's like something that he's so like disgusted by that that's a part of him but he can't control it like that's just how he was that's just how he is. Mm-hmm. And eventually I think he does also come to terms with it more and realize yeah, like he, he can kind of 
tame his self-hate. Right, because the role of the Avatar is not going to be to eliminate fire, but it's to hold it in balance with these other things. Yeah, it's so, needed. Yes, everything for its season. So mm-hmm. we, we'll, we'll, there will be a season of fire, presumably. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's season three. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, so I love this because it was like, that's the real master-student moment between those two. Um and but it's interrupted very quickly by Zhao's riverboats that are um, shooting fire at them, a little down the river. So Zhang Zhang tells Katara like, "Go grab your friends, get on Appa, run to safety." And Zhang Zhang then takes his firebending stance, the widened stance that he's been talking about, and he makes this incredible like tall wall of fire, and it causes the ships to have to stop where they are and kind of like turn around. But Zhao jumps off his ship and he walks through the fire like like, like it's a curtain. Yeah, he's like pulling away, opening it up like a, it looks like a curtain. Um, so I guess he could do that with someone else's fire. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty sweet. Um, and he passes through the curtain and he's uh, like addressing his former master. And then we cut to Katara, who finds Sokka and Appa and Momo, and she tells them, like, we have to leave right now. Um, and Aang is sitting in Zhang Zhang's hut by himself, and he's facing the wall, cross-legged like Zhang Zhang was, and he says he won't ever use fire again. And Katara said, it's like, it's okay, I'm healed. Like, we don't have time to get into it, but I'm okay. We have to leave because Zhao is attacking. And at that, Aang jumps up and he's like, no, I need to help my master. So we go back and Zhao is talking, taunting, really, his former master and says, you were once so great. I can't believe my former master has become nothing more than a simple savage. And Zhang Zhang says. Well, let, let's, let, let's yeah. stay on that because you, you made a note here and I want you to talk about the use of the word savage because Zhang Zhang re- basically is referring to Zhao earlier as or the fire people as savages. Right. And now Zhao is calling Zhang Zhang a savage, Right. Right. Which I think is interesting because I'm going to circle back one more time. This is maybe the biggest theme of Apocalypse Now is who are the savages? Yeah. Are the savages these this civilizing American empire? Yeah. Or are the savages the, you know, the people that they're attacking? Right. So, like, like it is it is circling that exact same question. Right. Oh, yeah. The savage to, to Zhao is the one who's not using the power that he has. Mm-hmm. But to Zhang Zhang, it's like using your power poorly or or for for malicious intent yeah yeah. yeah. um and also i think being soft too because uh jong jong is like you can't go against the avatar you will fail you will get hurt and like is seems genuinely interested in the safety of his student even though his student is clearly a terrible (laughs) human being um he's like you're no match for the avatar and Zhao says i think i can handle a child and Zhang Zhang answers with, I've never seen such raw power like this before. Mm-hmm. Because Zhang Zhang's never seen an avatar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, like, like they, they've never, these people have never encountered it because he's been gone they for a hundred years. Yeah. 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 So at this, Aang runs up through the forest and um, Zhao is like, well, we'll see. Like, we're going to test how powerful he really is. And Zhao has his men surround um, Zhang Zhang the deserter and I was really proud of myself for this Star Wars reference moment, but Zhang Zhang sees Aang coming up and they make like the briefest eye contact, like out of the corner of his eye. And then Zhang Zhang smiles. And in that moment, he sends up this towering funnel of fire that surrounds him entirely. And then he disappears. And to me, it reminded me, what did you say? Something ghost, force ghost? Yes. Okay. (laughs) 
don't know what I didn't know that was a phrase. Um, but it reminded me of when Obi Wan and Luke are facing Darth Vader in Episode Four. Mm-hmm. I do hope. Yes, <laughs> I'm getting there. And uh, and um, Obi Wan like basically just he lets his he lets his life end, mm-hmm. right? Because he yeah. know he sees like hope in in Luke. Yep. And 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 you you wrote in the notes. Am I getting that right? And all I wrote was a big <laughs> yep. You, like that's exactly what I was thinking. I was so proud. I turned to my husband and I was like. Star Wars. <laughs> so Zhao, um, but Zhao immediately knows that this is a trick. He's like, my fire bending master wouldn't just disappear. And so he sends off his men to go take care of that while he takes on Aang on his own. I also think because of his own hubris. And Absolutely. he hears his former master say that this kid has more talent than him. Of course, he's not going to love that. So he's like, I need to take him down on my own. And Aang is um, shocked to hear that Zhao was his, was Zhang Zhang's former student and Zhao responds with, yeah, I was until I got bored, which I wrote until he became impatient. Mm-hmm. Like, that's truly what mm-hmm. it is. And uh, Zhao is, like, tossing fireball after fireball at Aang. And Aang says to himself, oh, he has no self-control, just mm-hmm. like Zhang Zhang said. So what is Aang doing? Avoid and evade. Right. And it works. because he's, he's, He doesn't... He doesn't sh- uh, attack at all. No, he's so he starts taunting him instead. He's like jumping around, flying around, taunting um taunting Zhao to throw more fire at him and he leads him to the ships and um so he's saying things like they'll make anyone an admiral these days and like sloppy, very sloppy. So all these things that are hitting at his ego, like the things that he cares about the most. And um Zhao ends up in this fight He's the only one fighting, and he burns down his entire fleet in his anger. Um, <laughs> and I, I love the line. I don't know why, but I thought you'd be better than Zuko. Mm-hmm. So he's even saying, like, you're not even as good as Zuko. Right. Now, so so this is, you know, making use of the fact that Zhao lacks discipline. But it also reminded me of the uh, Warriors of Kaioshi, right? What is the advice that they give to Sokka? It's use their own force against them, mm. you know. So it's like, like we're learning that this is this is a this is a take this is a technique, right? Instead yeah. of instead of overpowering the person, use their power against them. And like Aang uses airbending in this, but he didn't necessarily have to. Yeah. And it like makes a case for the people that can come up against benders mm-hmm. without it and mm-hmm. like do, like hold their own. Um, so. I mean, this is this is the victory of philosophy over over power. Yeah, right? yeah, totally. Um, and which is all of the training that he did, right? Exactly. It, none of it was bending; it was all just like breathing. Yep. So um, Aang didn't have to fight back at all, right? And um, he showed his patience, and it was also like a mad genius move, I thought. Yes, because he's like taunting, sticking his butt out, jumping from ship to ship, and it looks like he's being playful and, mm-hmm. and kind of stupid. Exactly. But uh, in the end, he leads to um, a victory. And so Aang then swims off, and I think he throws one more taunt over towards Zhao, and he finds Appa and the gang, and they begin to fly up over over the camp where Zhang Zhang's hut is. And they don't see him anywhere. And um, they say, like, oh, he, he disappeared. We're not sure where he went, right? But, like, they know that he was being trailed by the soldiers. So mm-hmm. we, we're left not knowing if Zhang Zhang is okay or not. I feel like he is. I can't wait to see him again. I know. I know we will. <laughs> and so maybe as a as a force ghost, 
<laughs> okay, so Aang was, um, uh, so, but Aang got burned on his arm and Katara notices it. So she takes out water from the pouch without really saying a word. And then it turns into that glowy kind of yeah, water. It's like, it's like she bends it around her hand and then her hand yeah. becomes this, it's like this like glowy healing glove yeah. kind of thing. And uh, so she puts her glowy healing glove <laughs> onto his arm and breathes heavily on it and it heals him with the glowing water. And Sokka is even impressed, which, like, I think it takes a bit for Sokka. And she's, he's like, where did you learn that? And she said, I guess I just always knew it. And I love that they ended there because it's like she's the one that actually has a lot of raw power, too. Yes. And it, it, sh- this whole episode, she's kind of in the background until she has the master student moment. And then yeah. she, like, basically saves them all. Really. I love it. So what are the big themes from this episode? Man, we learned a lot about firebending. We did. A lot of the questions we had, I mean, they're still unanswered, but we know more about what it takes to yield it. And we know that he now has a firebending mentor. Like, we were wondering how that was going to work. Like, I have a yeah. feeling this is not the this is not the last we'll see of him in some way, shape, or form. It's also interesting that he's able to communicate with... Um, He's able to communicate with Roku. That's right. really interesting. Right? So we, we have yet another ally. We also learned that there is... Uh, there are Fire Nation rebels. Yeah. People who live and work in opposition to them. Right, right. And we start out seeing like all the people eating up the propaganda, and the, but then it's like, oh, it's not always the case. Um, another thing that I found really interesting um, is that we start to hear that there's sort of these philosophies about the elements. So we mm-hmm. heard we heard Zhang Zhang talk about water versus fire, mm-hmm. which made me wonder, like, well, what about earth and air? Like, what are the core of those? That seems really interesting to I'm, – I'm hoping that this show is going to lean into some of that philosophy stuff because I found that really in, – I found that really interesting and, um, and moving. And I feel like – like Zhang Zhang doesn't fully understand fire. Yeah. You know, yes. or, or, you know, so, so that was kind of exciting. I like that too. I like that he has growth as a master. Um, we definitely learned that uh, Katara has leveled up. Yes. You know, <laughs> so that that's a big piece. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, the, I think a big theme is that, and I think this is going to come back because I actually think these people love Apocalypse Now or love Heart of Darkness, but the theme of who are this, who are the real savages? Because mm-hmm. um, that word gets used way too Not often just in, in this, this episode. Yeah, yeah it's, it comes up a lot. So I think that's going to be fascinating. Um, and then we got another, another mission statement piece. Um, so... Learn discipline and restraint or destroy what you love. Yep. Um, so, you know, that's that's on the big board for Avatar Wisdom. Yeah. And even that, uh, one of the first things Zhang Zhang says is, like, he calls Aang weak. And it's not because he doesn't have raw power. It's just because he's weak and not knowing how mm-hmm. to control himself. It's because he's soft, as yeah. you would say. So <laughs> yeah. not weak. So And, and that, that someone like Zhao can't see the difference. Right, right. Is, is, is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I think that theme is definitely is it's already been the it's already been laid out, and I think we're going to see more and more of that. Which is why I um, I'm interested in the the piece I read from from Lao Tzu mm. because he's talking specifically about the power of water. Oh there. yeah. So it, it you know it, it makes me want to go back and reread that and think about are there other places where he talks about water? Does he talk about fire? Or, mm. or wind, or you know, I'm I'm sort of interested. I, I may I may dive a little bit into that and see if there's some of that elemental language uh, in that as well. Yeah, Annie, uh, this has been a long episode. This is, <laughs> I think, one of the greats. I think this is really uh, not not one of the greats of Avatar with academics. One of the great Avatar episodes, and maybe one of the greats <laughs> of Avatar with academics. Um, we have some 
surprises for you. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to old episodes of the show, we've made this a little bit easier. If you go to avatarwithacademics.wordpress.com, I built a website out that ha- so you can instantly access all of the episodes sorted by season. So mm-hmm. if you're having trouble, you know, going back, you know, a few months in the and the channel thirty nine hundred feed, yep. feed to find episodes, this is a, a quicker way to access that. So so check that out. It's a dope site and you can comment on each of the episodes too. And please do. That would be really That'd cool. That'd be so fun. Uh, yeah, share your thoughts. Um, so so you can check out that website. We will be back next week with episodes uh, 17 and 18. We're so I can't near. believe. I don't even know what those are called. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week on Avatar with Academics. 